He said, Dad, you know why I love spankings? I'm like, <laughs> say that again, You, why you love spankings? I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, happy lifers? Maybe I should say, what's up, happy dadders? I don't know. Where my dad's at? Where my dad's at? Where my dad's at? It's the day after Father's Day, but I'm recording this um, a couple days before Father's Day, actually. Ah, speaking of Father's Day, man, I had one kid graduate from college uh, a couple weeks ago. I had one kid graduate from high school. Um, the one kid from college is moving back home. Uh, yay. The other kid from high school is moving away uh, to school. Boo. I got a third boy at home. They're all drummers. We got a, got a loud house. Ah, but I wanted to celebrate some fathers today, and I'm sitting back trying to think, what are the things that I can say to the fathers out there? Um, and, you know, I'm I'm kind of stumped a little bit because I'm not an expert at being a dad. Maybe I am. I don't know. Um, what I mean by that is that maybe being an expert in a dad is because I have three kids, and I'm raising them up, and they're, I'm a blessed man. I mean, they're amazing kids. My heart is just, there's so many ways that I could brag on my kids, and uh, they're just, they're great boys, and um, I want to blame their mom. Um, That's why I decided to marry up so my kids would have a chance in this world, (laughs) you know? But truth is, you know, when I say I'm not an expert on being a father, I would say, well, maybe I am because I've got three boys, Uh, but on the other hand, I would say there's no way I am because I'm not, I don't know if I consider myself a great dad. I mean... In a lot of ways, I would say, yeah, I'm a good dad, but man, I don't know if other men feel this way out there, but I struggle a lot with, could I be a better father? Could I be a better dad? I struggle a lot with, I just blow it so many times. In fact, I remember uh, there was one point in my life when I was under so much stress and I was just angry all the time. And I remember, I swear, every night I'd go up into my boy's room while they're in bed, um, getting ready to go to sleep. And I read books to them a lot and their mom read books to them a lot. Um, maybe not as much as we should have, but we read a lot of books to them. But there's a section there where it was every night I'd go up to their room and I'd say, Daddy, sorry. I'm sorry for yelling. I'm sorry for blowing it today. Would you please forgive me? And that happened so much that one night I said, I'm not going up there. I'm not going up there. I can't keep going up there and saying I'm sorry and then blow it the next day and get angry at them. I mean, at some point, I just have to stop. And that that makes common sense. It's, it's logical, I guess. The same is true with sin, actually, to be honest with you. There are sometimes we want we just want to say, 
well, I sin, then I ask God to forgive me. I sin, and I ask God to forgive me. I keep sinning. I keep asking God to forgive me. Day after day, it's the same sin. It's the same thing over and over again. I keep struggling with this thing. I'm just going to stop asking God to forgive me. Even though we keep on sinning, and then it just gets worse and worse. And that's kind of how I felt with my boys. It would just been, I, I'm like, I feel like a hypocrite. I can't just keep asking them to forgive me. And I had this thought in my mind, and I felt like God said, you'll apologize for every time that you blow it. I'm like, but I can't just keep falling down and getting up. And I felt, he said, you will get up as long as you fall down. As many times as you fall are the amount of times you'll get up one more time. I've spoken many times for Father's Day. I love speaking on Father's Day. And here's why. Because like on Mother's Day, when you speak on Mother's Day, I've spoken many times on Mother's Day at churches and things like that. If you'd be interested in booking me to come and speak for you, your organization, your church, your school, whatever, uh, you can go to my Facebook page. Uh, facebook.com slash Steve O'Hayes, or you can just go to my webpage, uh, steveohays.com slash booking, S-T-E-V-O-H-A-Y-S. Anyway, um, I love speaking on holidays. I love speaking, period. I love speaking in front of crowds uh, way more than I enjoy speaking in front of a computer <laughs> like I am now. I need that feedback from people. But when, when I speak at Mother's Day, and like when anyone speaks at Mother's Day, man, when you go to Mother's Day services, wow, our churches are usually full on Mother's Day because moms want to go. And if moms want to go, then guess what? Their families are going to go because if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? So, But we give them flowers. We tell them how great they are. We thank them for all the work that they've done, and this world wouldn't be what it is without the moms. And, and you know what? That's exactly what we should do. Because moms are the most amazing species on the planet. Even in the whole animal kingdom, moms are just, what they do is amazing. Except for the moms like black widow spiders and things like them, that the moms where they eat their children. That would be the exception of the case. But if you look around, even in the animal kingdom, it's just moms are unbelievable. But when it comes to Father's Days, our churches oftentimes drop in attendance. Because it isn't just because dads want to go to the lake. It's because dads don't want to go to church. And I'll tell you why. I got done speaking at this church on Father's Day, and this, this guy comes up to me and says, Steve, thank you. I said, for what? He said, that message. He says, I woke up this morning, and I did not want to come to church. I had to drag myself to come to church. Ever feel like that? I mean, I think we've all been there, but this was different. He was a professor at a Bible college. <laughs> my old Bible college. Now here's a professor at a Bible college that doesn't want to come to church on Sunday morning. And I said, why? And he said, cause every father's day, when I show up, I get beat up every father's day. And boy, I'm, I'm even guilty of that when I was, when I was younger, um, speaking, man, that was the job, man. You tell, you tell them fathers how we're a fatherless generation. I'm not saying there isn't, there's not plenty of stats to prove that. I'm not saying there's, there's a lot of us as dads have blown it in a lot of different ways. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying we know that already. Moms get the flowers and all the praise, but dads tend to um, a lot of times. And I don't know about every place. I just know that this guy was a professor at a Bible college and said to me, I didn't want to come to church because I was afraid of getting beat up. And for me personally, I don't know about you for you, dad, or for your father or for um, your husband or 
or whatever, or, or the people in your life that are fathers, I don't know about them. I have a hunch about them. I think that they might be like me, but I can't say that for sure. I'm not going to even try to say that. But for me, I already know the areas that I fall short. I already beat myself up enough for wanting to be a better father. But I don't need to be beat up on that. I need to be encouraged for the things that I've done right. I don't know. Maybe there's some out there that need to be beat up and they respond better. But I, I just think you get more sweet than you do sour. <laughs> if you're a father out there and, and you struggle with, with wishing you were a better dad, um, I would say you're probably in a very common place. I, I would say there's probably a lot of us that are that are right there. At least I am. So there's at least two of us <laughs> if, if you're out there. And I would say this to you, that instead of remembering what you've done wrong, focus on what you've done right. Think of a story where, where you did it right. And that's what I'm going to do for you right now. When my boy was just, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, I don't know what he, where he was, but he was somewhere around there, loved video games. If he wasn't on video games, he was asking to be on video games. And if, and if he couldn't be on video games, um, then he wanted to at least watch somebody to play video games. And I was playing video game. I was a dad and I was old. You know how I can prove it? Is that I was playing golf. Okay, of all the video games out there, and I'm playing golf, you know. And I'm playing, I think it was Tiger Woods or something like that. And I got to a level where I was beating, I was winning this tournament that I was playing in. It was just against a computer, but I'd never gotten this far before. I always, always got beat and, and I was on the 18th hole. I'm about ready to end this thing. And I'm thinking, you know what, if I'm going to corrupt my mind now and just play video games half the day here, <laughs> um, I might as well corrupt my body as well. So I'm going to go in the kitchen and I'm going to get some snacks and I'm going to celebrate these final few shots correctly because there's really not a, a way that other guy could have beat me. I mean, I was that far ahead and so but my son was right there and he was young enough where I was afraid he was going to mess up my game if I left that he would grab the controller um, something you know so I looked at him I said I said Jordan don't touch this look at me do not touch stay away from the controller I will be right back I go in the kitchen get all my junk food for my <laughs> for my snack when I come back my wife is in front of the door to, to our bedroom where I was playing and uh, it was almost like the Gestapo she had her hand up and stopping me saying Steve before you go back in there I was like uh oh this doesn't look good I said before you go back in there um, I just have to tell you something um, and don't get mad wow she knows how to handle me if she says don't get mad then immediately I'm like well I can't get mad now she said don't get mad I go don't worry I won't get mad you know and then she said um, Jordan Bumped the controller on your game. Oh, no, he did not! And uh, he ruined the game. And he feels terrible. Well, I'm like, he should feel terrible. I mean, I told him not to touch that controller. I told him to leave it alone. In fact, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, flee the very appearance of evil. When I told him to stay away from that controller, he should have got off the bed. He should have followed me. He should have stayed away. But no, he stayed close to it. If he just would have stayed away from that, that never would have happened. And I went in there and I disciplined that boy. I grounded him from video games for life. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> that is so not the truth. As bad as dad is, sometimes I feel I am. There's no way I would ever pull that off. In fact, truth is, I couldn't wait to get in that door, but not to discipline my son, but to tell my son it was okay. 
it was just a game. And uh, I almost didn't take the time to open the door. I almost walked right through the wall. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't get in that room. In other words, I couldn't get in that room fast enough. And when I got in that room, I said, Jordan, look at me. Because I want to tell him it was okay. But you know what? He wouldn't look at me. I said, Jordan, look at me. He wouldn't look at me. Because he was ashamed. He felt like he had blown it. In the same way, many times when I struggle with, with I'm being a poor dad, um, I don't, I, I feel ashamed to, and I don't want to look face to face. You know what? That word righteousness, when we talk about we're supposed to be righteous before God, that's really what that word basically means is face to face, to have a face to face relationship with somebody. That boy would not look at me and it broke my heart because here I am trying to let him know that it's okay, but it didn't matter that it was okay with me until he looked at me. It didn't matter as long as he didn't believe it. But he wasn't going to believe it. I needed him to look at me. I said, Jordan, look at me. And I had to ask him half a dozen times. And finally, he looked up at me and I said, look at me, son. It's okay. It's just a game. (laughs) And I would say the same thing to us as dads. You know what? We blow it a lot. We stay closer to the things we probably should stay next to, like the controller. Um, we, We mess up a lot. But you know what? God looks at us and says, look at me. Look at me. Face to face, if you'll look at me, I'll tell you it's okay. Now, I know that God is invisible. It's kind of hard to look at. (laughs) But you can look at him from your spirit. You might not be able to see him with your physical eyes, but you can see him with your, your spirit self, you know. I think that God wants to tell us it's okay. And in the same way, I didn't want to go up that night and tell my boys, I'm tired, daddy's tired of blowing it. I felt like God was looking at me at that moment and said, Steve, you'll get up as many times as you fall and then one more. I was like, how many times do I have to keep apologizing? And he said, this is what I heard in my head. Okay, And that's how God speaks to me through my thoughts and my feelings. And, and he said, you'll apologize as many times as you blow it. And then one. <laughs> And so that's why I love speaking on Father's Day. And that's why I want to put this podcast together. Um, Chances are, if you've blown it as a dad, and if you're a dad, you have blown it. If your mom, you have blown it. Maybe you haven't because you just gave birth. (laughs) Your child just landed in in um, in the birthing room, so you haven't made a mistake yet. But we're human beings. We make mistakes. We blow it. But the key is is that we keep a face-to-face relationship with God and with with those around us, with our spouses, with our children. Um, We need to have that righteous relationship, that face-to-face relationship. And my son came back later and and we had had this great conversation because I really felt like, you know, he was turning, he was, uh, you know, at that point, he was, his, his last couple of years of high school, he was just struggling a lot, and I felt like everything I did was wrong, and pretty soon I began to believe that he didn't like me, and then I would always throw out these little passive-aggressive things. I would always try to tease him a little bit, let him know I didn't think that he didn't like me, and, and one day, not too long ago, he just said, Dad, that puts a lot of pressure on us. He says, I tell you that I love you, but you keep teasing me about it. He says, but Dad, I really do love you. It's that face-to-face relationship that he wanted to have. But when I believe that my son didn't love me or I believe that my son thought I was uncool, of course I'm uncool. I'm a dad. No! That's what fatherhood brings when they turn teenagers, you know. Um, but what he, what he wanted was me to stop teasing him and acting like he doesn't like me 
And he wanted to be able to look me in the eye and me be able to look him in the eye and say, it's okay. I love you. Look at me, son. Look at me, dad. In fact, it's the same son that came to me when he was in his teenage years. And, and, uh, um, he said, dad, you know, I love spankings. I'm like, (laughs) say that again. You, why you love spankings? Uh, tell me, what do you like about spankings? Could anyone like anything about spankings? And he said, it was when you held me afterwards. And I never disciplined my, my children. I never spanked them in anger. Um, that's not good. Uh, but when I would discipline them and, and, and some children, we, we just took things away from them or we just, um, we handled each child differently. We found out the best way to discipline each child. And it was individual for each one. Um, uh, one of our children, we tried spanking and he would just keep doing it. And so I, at one point we realized this isn't, this isn't working at all. We went a different route with him and I never had to spank my kids very many times at all. But it destroyed me. It killed me when I did, when I'd have to do that. And so I had to make sure that I wasn't angry. And I'd go up there and I would discipline them whatever whatever way I'd discipline them. But then I'd send them up to the room to think about it. I'd give them a time to cool down a little bit. And then I'd always go up in the room afterwards. And I'd always say, and I'd hold them, I'd put them on my lap. And I'd say, do you know why daddy had to discipline you? And I'm so glad I did. Because you know what? (laughs) There were so many times that they didn't even know. They would say, well, because I did this. I was like, is that what you thought? No, that wasn't why I disciplined you at all. And now, you know, could you imagine get disciplined for the wrong reason? And all of a sudden, now you change your behavior based upon the wrong information that you got. And you keep doing the thing that's really wrong. So, but I would hold them on my lap. And I'd say, do you know why daddy had to discipline you? And, and they would, they, you know, they'd get it right or they'd get it wrong, whatever. But then, you know, if they got it wrong, I would say, no, that's not why. Do you know why? And I'd keep asking until they got it right. And if they didn't get it right, then I would just have to let them know, you know, but I'd say it was because of this, but I still love you. Can I have a hug? And I know that we blow it a lot as human beings, Um, but a key to, to a happy life is, is allowing forgiveness. But to allow forgiveness, you got to ask for forgiveness. And uh, there's something about having a face-to-face relationship with God that's unbelievable and with the world around us, which is also unbelievable. When when um, one of the leaders back in the day asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And they were trying to trick him because if he said this or that, he was going to upset people no matter what he said, you know. Um, and he said this, he said, well... The most important commandment is this, to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbors yourself. And, and they never asked him for the top two, but you can't separate one from the other in his book. That's why he gave the second one. And he said, and all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. In fact, um, there's in one translation, it says, um, basically the whole Bible hangs on these two pegs is how it ordered. It hangs on these two pegs. And if you want to do it right, then love, love your kids, love your spouse. I love those around you. And when you blow it, say you're sorry. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. I hope that helped. Happy Father's Day. Happy life, Father's Day.
Thanks for listening.